Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Today, we are going to talk about something that I actually don't have a lot of experience with anymore, but Jamie and Hillary do, because I, um, being a Sagittarius and having seven planets in Sagittarius, it's really difficult to make me nervous before I meet or talk to anybody, because I'm just like, people are people, and this is going to be great, and I literally make friends in checkout lines and at grocery stores, not anymore because of COVID, um, but usually when the world isn't all fucked up, could you please wear your goddamn mask so I could leave my house? Thank you. Yes. PSA. Um, anyway, when the world is not consumed with COVID, I make friends very easily and I've always been able to talk to people very easily, which is how I made friends with Jamie and Hillary. I basically pounced on them and were like, we're going to be friends. Let's go. And it was great. Um, so we're, we want to talk about first time jitters, like when you have a first time client or if it's somebody's first first reading um, at all, and they pick you, right? No pressure. And I had one of those today, and this is why I'm an outlier. I thought it was delightful. She was like, I've never had a reading before, and I found your book, and I read your book, and I'm super nervous. And all I had, I, I was like, don't be nervous. I've done this a lot. I've got experience for the both of us. This is going to be awesome. And I just started doing it. But I do remember way back in the day, I was convinced before I started every single reading, this is going to be terrible. They're going to stand up in the middle of it, point at me and go, liar, <laughs> you fraud. How dare you? Exactly. And totally call me out. And the thing is, is no one ever did that. So because no one ever did that, I stopped worrying about it. But uh, JB, uh, I hear that it's a different story with you. Yeah. Um, Although I'd have to say the anxieties I get are a little bit different so, um, than some of the ones that you were kind of mentioning that some of the first-timer readers might be getting or whatnot. First off, everybody, hi, I'm Jamie. I'm, I'm an anxious girl. I'm a Leo, and everything's got to be perfect. I am a recovering perfectionist, but still, especially either in, at any type of reading, I always have that fear that says, what if, what if... I show up late or what if the cards aren't what, you know, don't speak to me or what if for some reason my mouth doesn't work and I can't say anything. So sometimes oh. before either event style readings or a new client or, you know, even just reading for people I really, really care about, I get super anxious or super nervous and all that doubt and confusion comes into my head. And so, you know, yeah, I still get it. And I've some of the things that I do to mitigate that is if it's like an event style reading, my partner, she'll drive me somewhere or she'll, you know, take away the anxiety drive that I get as well out of that. And so I could just focus on meditating and kind of going over my head. Do I have enough water? Do I have enough threat lozenges? Do I, do I have my cards? You know, how many ducks? You know, I kind of get a mental image of how I'm going to set up my table and kind of pre-prep. And I always go early and that's partially to get the monkey mind out of the event where um, I, I get to look around the, the, the stage or the area. I get to see 
um, maybe if I'm lucky to set up my own table, where can I set up my table to where it's most effective for me being a single-sided deaf person? And then how do I set my chairs up? So a lot of the event or even impersonal, in-person readings, I've done that. At home, it kind of is a different story. It's like with Zoom, it's like, do they get the right Zoom <laughs> link? You know, are, are they going to be on time or am I going to be on time? And, you know, again, I do, I get those jitters, but the moment that that I step into the room or into the reading or say, hi, I'm Jamie, is this your first time? Some of that goes away because there's that connection and that openness. I mean, it's definitely different though, when you get like the skeptic that shows up and you're, you know, you're just like, you don't even want to be here, do you? And sometimes it's like, you know, you just, that might be a bummer of a reading, but it's because the, there's no equal energy exchange. Or there's a block to that yes. energy ex- mm-hmm. exchange that that client is projecting out there. And we do have another episode about that, about yep. reading for skeptics or, you know, the dance monkey dance episode. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Because <laughs> uh, it's fun. Now, do you do you have that for, for every reading, Jamie, or just readings um, with new clients? I get that for almost every event. And yes, for the most part, new clients. And I don't know if it's, I'm not sure if it's ever going to go away, but, you know, maybe that's, again, because of the recovering perfectionist or past traumas or something. But in a way, it keeps me humble because, you know, like Melissa, I mean, unlike Melissa over here is like, I'm perfect. All my readings are great. No, no they really are great. No, I'm some teasing. of them really suck hard, like to be fair, but I just, I, I don't know what it is. I think that, um, I think that it's because I accepted that I'm just really good at this, you know, mm-hmm. like I stopped beating myself up about parenting about 10 years ago. My kids are, my monkey's almost 17, you guys. So I've been doing this wow. for a while. I know. And um, Bub is 15 and I'm, I'm a good mom, you know, and about 10 years ago, I stopped questioning every single parenting decision that I made and just kind of relaxed in the fact that I'm a good mom and I'm going to fuck up every now and again. I'm sure they're going to need counseling for something, but <laughs> you know, on, on, on the whole, I'm a good mother and I'm a really good terror reader. And I, I think I finally, you know, it wasn't always this way. I think I finally like five or 10 years ago, just went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this to myself anymore. Cause that's, I feel like the anxiety I had, before I read for people, because it was every time I would sit down and I'm like, they're going to jump up. They're going to point their finger at me. It's going to be awful. Um, It it was like eating myself. I felt like I was eating myself. It was, it it hurt, you know, and it made me like my, it made my stomach hurt. It didn't feel good. And I think I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to do this and whatever happens happens. And then it just kept going well. So that reinforced my, ridiculously optimistic self and and let's not forget like you need to have compassion for yourself yes. when you're mm-hmm. when you're reading whether you're whether you're a professional reader or whether you're just um doing this for a friend and it's your first time reading for a friend or it's your first if it's your friend's first time getting a reading you know like just have compassion for yourself and have kindness for yourself and don't talk to yourself you know, like don't engage in that negative self-talk because you're learning, you're growing. And even, even us professionals, we've given a bad reading from time to time. And actually I've had that happen 
where someone has stood up and walked away from my reading table. Oh my God. Oh, so, wow. And I, and I still have the wherewithal to continue to do this You're as a, a business. Badass. Well, You're a badass. well, if that had happened way, way earlier on in my um, professional reading career, I probably would have melted into a pile of tears and cried mm-hmm. and never recovered from it. But at that point, I was just like, okay, you know, next person or, you know, like I watched her walk out and say to her friend, she's not worth it, worth it. And they just like walked out. I was doing readings at my uh, friend's gift store. Oh man. And that happened. I actually wrote about it and people were just like, but I've had a reading from you and you're really good. And I'm just like, you can't read, you can't read for everyone. It's statistically impossible to please everyone, but you know, I have a little bit of, you know what you're doing that's the thing that makes me nervous though is getting readings from other people because I always think like I've gotten readings from both of you two several times Mm -hmm. and every time I do in my head I'm like oh my god they're really fucking good at this I suck what am I doing like that's the thing that makes me nervous is when Mm -hmm. I get a reading from another professional like y'all two motherfuckers all I do is eat myself afterwards. I just chew and chew and chew. You know, I think we all do you're that. You're both though. really good at it, and I'm like, what am I doing? I am a fraud. What is my life? You're not. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of tarot because we've all got our unique perspectives, and I don't want to listen to my own shit. That's why I go to you two or you know somebody right, else. Like we can read the cards for ourselves. We're capable of yeah. reading the cards for for ourselves. If we come to you for a reading, it's because we want to hear what you have to say about the cards, how you would interpret the tarot. You know, like it's not, it's not just a, and I came, that was a long time in coming for me, especially going to my first conference and realizing, oh shit, this is a tarot conference. This means that I have to read for other people. Like, and I have to read for other tarot readers. Like talk about an intimidating, like your yeah. first. Well, I, like, I remember because, you know, you, <laughs> you know, I introduced myself because I had followed you and Teresa Reed and, and, you know, you being her apprentice. And then you knew she was going to ask you to read for her. And just the look on your face, you were like, I'm terrified. What if I fuck up? What if she picked the wrong one? And I'm like, you're going to be great. You know, you're going to be just fine. You know, my, my, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Reading for, you know, it's, and you know, and there's obviously as we're talking about our anxiety levels and stuff, there are different levels of it. You know, like, I don't even know what I'd do if I read for like Neil Gaiman or somebody else semi-famous. I'd be like, Oh my okay. God. I've read for famous people. Yes. Which is why I brought that up. <laughs> nice. Nice segue. Okay. So <laughs> I read for Brandy Carlisle, who's my favorite singer. And I read for her whole band. Uh, she has um, two guys who play guitar to back her up. And then there was a female drummer. Um, and I'm blanking on all their names because I love them. Uh, Phil Hanseroth and Tim Hanseroth are the twins. And then the drummer was Allison. Allison, she used to, she drummed for, she's drummed for like Toshi Reagan and Ani DeFranco. Uh, Allison, I can't remember her last name. She's amazing. Um, but anyway, so, but I just did palm readings because I didn't have my, um, my cards with me and I was so nervous. Um, but as soon as I started doing it, it was fine. Allison Miller, Allie Miller. Um, and like when I read for Brandy, I was like, I said something about her being a mama bear and her eyes got really big. And then one of the twins was like, oh my God, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Oh my God. Remember this morning? I described you <laughs> as a mama bear. Oh my God. Holy shit. And it was really, really cool. And then it was fine. And then they left. And that's when I freaked out is after yeah. everything was finished. 
Because we are consummate professionals, even though sometimes yes. we we say funny things on this podcast, you know, like when we are in the reading space, everything kind of fades away. It's like the before and the after, that's mm-hmm. where the anxiety is. But when we're like when the first card is turned over, I'm like in it and that's where I'm focused and that's where my energy is. And like I don't have time to be anxious or to be in my own head or to continue to think about like, is this okay? Is this not okay? I used to do this all the time where I would confirm after every single freaking card that takes a long time. And it's like, it's, it's a waste of time for the reading space. So I don't really confirm anymore. I confirm on the very first card. It's just like, does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. This is your, then this is your your reading and we're going to continue and we're going to keep going until something doesn't make sense to you. If it doesn't make sense to you, put your hand up, say something to me, we'll talk it out or we'll we'll get some clarifying cards out here or we'll talk about it. Because um, sometimes and I do not the opposite. everything's gonna make sense, but go ahead. I wait until the end. That's when I do the, you know, here's your reading, here's how I see it or here's how it's unfolded or if it's in the private space, you know, here's our dialogue. We're about done with everything. Does this all make sense? Mm -hmm. Do you need anything clarified on the cards? Do you want me to review anything? And that's, so I save it for the last bit Mm -hmm. just to, you know, do a recap. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of do it like at the start now and at the end. And we're going to do another episode on like, how do we do this? What does Mm -hmm. it look like? What are, how are our processes different from each other or similar from each other? But like the, the main point of this episode is talking about the anxiety that comes with new clients or new readings or people that are tarot virgins or have never had a reading before. Mm -hmm. And how I kind of navigate it is I look, I see that there's a new client on my docket. I kind of freak out. I have those jitters like, oh, we're going to, are we going to get along? Am I going to be the right reader for them? Are they going to be the right client for me? That kind of like, ooh, first date, how is it going to go? Kind of like nervous butterflies, but good butterflies. Um, And if it's a new client and new to the tarot, I have that structured into my intake forms, my my quick three questions. Have you had a... Um, have you had a reading, um, have you had a tarot reading before? I can't remember what the second question is and how did you hear, hear of me? So it like takes care of referrals, but it also takes care of like, do I need to explain how I read tarot to this person or how tarot may or may not work, Mm -hmm. um, before really jumping into their tarot session? Because I want to make sure that when they're in their tarot session, they're getting as much worth out of it as possible. So I try not to take up a lot of time with the um, with the things that can be better answered from an yeah. FAQ page at the beginning yep. of a reading or even before the reading, you know, so we yeah. can really maximize our time. I have two things. One, I, I kind of also do that through the, um, the intake form. And two, I do do a free um, first time like session where you can only use it once you can cash in on it once but that's when I talk about my philosophies how I read and see if we're a good match you know if the personalities drive or if my service of helping you clear the clutter and attain your dreams is right for you because not everybody again you know I've, I've talked about this in the past not everybody wants to help read their own cards 
And that's another good way that, you know, readers, I mean, again, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff we talk about here, yes, it seems like we're talking for the professionals out there, but again, it's also for readers for fun too. These are good tips for your friends, you know, to let them know that, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to get paid for readings or you want to have an equal energy exchange. And this is how you work for it. And this is how you do. And this is what your expectations are because you want it to be fun on both ends. And having those expectations also help calms the jitters down for whoever you're reading. For me, you know, also I, I get the, I get more nervous when I read for people I love and really care for mm-hmm. because I want to show them my best. I want them to get uh, me to give them the best advice or help that they can get. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we were just talking before recording and I was saying how I've got a lot of um, clients on my docket this week. And I'm just like, Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Okay. Another, another booking, another booking. But one of the, one of the people that, um, just booked was someone that I lived with in, in college for four years. And now, and now I'm starting, I'm like getting the nerves, but I'm also really excited for it because I haven't, I haven't really spoken to them in years. I, and the last time I think I gave her a reading was back when I was in college when I wasn't charging for them. Mm -hmm. So I can't really wait to see, um, what she thinks or how I've grown or changed or become more professional or really expanded. Um, And I wanted to touch upon what Melissa said about reading for celebrities. Like that's one of my goals for 2021 is to start to get more celebrity clients, whether or not they, they want to be, known for going for to a tarot reader or not i would like that um i would like to get the word out <laughs> yeah, no, I, have, I have a couple like celebrity celebrity clients who i can't talk about and it it sucks because i'm just like oh look i'm I desperately like i i have a photo op with bianca del rio and i did gave her her first tarot reading and she's the only one that said I could talk about it. <laughs> so every second I'm like, Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> Which is yeah. totally, totally fine. And, really you know, nice. <laughs> celebrities that may or may not be listening to our podcast along with our mm-hmm. seven seven listeners. listeners. You know, <laughs> our seven contact- listeners, one of whom are, are famous, absolutely exactly. call us and we will hook you up. But, but, but I mean... The anonymity and the um, the the sacred amnesia, it's still going to be present there for yeah. a reading, whether you're a celebrity or not. And I and I said this the other day for someone that um, I've read for their family. And so I wanted to just reassure, like, if you have any concerns, I'm not repeating any of this to your family because I'm just mm-hmm. one you know, I'm like a priest, but more fun. And two, yep. I don't remember the reading to tell yeah. anyone, even if I wanted to, which I don't want to, because the information is for you, not for anybody else. You can feel free to share your reading with yes. other people, but that is your information to share, not for me. And for remember you. that if we run our mouths, we're out of business. You don't yeah. stay in fucking tarot business for 20 years if you can't keep your fucking mouth shut. You just can't. There's no way. If you can't be discreet about your, who your clients are and what their issues are. Forget it. Yeah. This is Word like the quiet is me putting my hands in the air like an old Jewish man. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. Forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Sweetheart, if you can't keep your mouth shut, I swear to God. The same goes true for like the recordings, like in my practice, my private practice, I do record because I want to offer that service to my clients. But the recordings don't stay up online forever. They get deleted after four or five days. 
And again, I don't remember anything, mm-hmm. even though I've taken notes. I, what did I you just, call I that, Hillary? Sacred, Sacred amnesia. amnesia. I really um, like but, that. But I'm I borrowing, love that. That love is that not term. my term. That is uh, Nancy, Nancy Antonucci's, a.k.a. The, the Nooch. Um, and I think, she, I think she discussed it when she was promoting her book, Psychic Tarot. But I believe she also talks about it in her book, Psychic Tarot. She's amazing. So, and and I, that was... That was a book that I never really was interested in or picking it up or whatever, but I saw her present um, a couple of like vignettes about like terror reading and it was it was like with Rhonda Lund and somebody else and um, there was just this sign that said like the scent of moss. And I, and I was just like, all right, I need this book. I need this fucking book because, <laughs> yeah. because it just like that one sign really distilled for me like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Other people read tarot this way. Other people are getting psychic impressions as they're working with the cards. I'm not crazy. I must have this book. So yeah, it's psychic amnesia. Um, And if you don't have it yet, that's okay, but you can learn to cultivate it. Um, So what Jamie was saying about recordings, um, I also offer recordings um, for phone sessions and for Skype sessions, both. Um, And I'll usually send it along to the person 10 minutes after the session has concluded. Um, And when I was doing in-person readings, I would really strongly encourage people to like take out their phone, Mm -hmm. you know, and do an audio recording. Um, Not so much because I didn't want them to take notes. I I mean, if you want to take notes, that's fine or write things down. It was more because of the did I say that or did you think I said that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they have the recording, you don't have that issue. You can go you can go back and return to the session and be like, I think Hillary said this, but let me check. And usually it's something that's like, I'm distilling that information and writing it down the way I think I'm interpreting it instead of just straight from what I said during the reading. It's it's also good for, on them. Like I, the more my clients or my re- sitters take it into their own hands, the more they're going to get out of it. And I think using the phone, you having them pull out their phone or tablet or whatever to record something. And I've often said that in events, like if you want this, you know, to listen to later, because I know it's not really the best place to hear get out your phone, record it, or I'll, you know, speak directly into it so they have it because that way they're focused on the reading and not like trying to, those of us that do take notes, you know, we're not, because I do that whenever I I have readings from my friends, you know, I'll be, I'll be the note taker, but when it's recorded, they can listen to the message and Mm -hmm. what's being said rather than the actual details. Right. Taking responsibility for your reading is so important because we're just the messenger here. Yeah. We're just the conduit, but like, the responsibility for the action or inaction, um, the contents of the reading, it's yours and yours alone, the clients. Yeah. So I don't want to be, I don't want to remember everybody's readings ever. You know, it's like, oh, I can barely remember heavy. my own. Too soggy. <laughs> what was the, what was the, the phrase, the high priestess not is a not fucking your filing, filing cabinet. Yeah. cabinet. Yeah. Readers aren't <laughs> filing cabinets either. You know, you know, we don't remember everything anybody has ever said even 20 years ago. I mean, God, no. <laughs> and they, I did I mean, a reading sometimes. for someone recently <laughs> And it was exactly the opposite of what they wanted. They called hoping that the partner they were with was their forever partner and that they their job would get better. And I basically told them the opposite of everything they wanted to hear. 
and it was really difficult. And so I, I, they were upset and I was sitting in a holding space and I said, listen, I know this isn't what you wanted to hear. This is like a reader's worst nightmare, right? Yeah. Your client is, is mm-hmm. crying on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I said, I, I know this isn't what you wanted to hear. I'm so sorry. And they said, no, no, just, I just need a second because I knew it and you validated my worst fears. And now I know how to move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even though she That's was a smart client, that's yeah. a yeah. smart client that it's knows exactly what tarot is for. Yeah. Even though yeah. she was devastated, she knew that she she knew how to move forward. And that is a huge part of our job. So just remember, like if you get nervous or if you're worried about how they're going to react or if it's going to be taken well, just remember that your job is just to to take the reading and hand it to them. And everything after that is none of your business. Mm -hmm. mind your business so if you're reading for a friend or a new client or Or, somebody and you're just nervous just hand them the reading yeah and and also keep this in mind if you are a new client too if you're approaching a tarot reader or booking a session um with with a new tarot reader you know like speak your speak your fears speak your anxieties or your worries we've heard it we've heard it all before really like my my clients will tell me about their anxiety for framing questions which is the reason why i have as part of my intake and my confirmation i have a link to my website where i do an i wrote an article about framing questions for the tarot so that yeah. they can bring those sample questions to their session or understand that like i will help you reframe questions mm-hmm. like that's part of my job you know, so like, come to me with the questions that you have, even if you're nervous, like, can I ask the tarot this? Like, I would rather you have that question than like not ask the question at all. Um, And the second thing is like, come to us with your anxieties, like, oh, I'm afraid to shuffle, like in, in in-person sessions, like so much shuffling anxiety. I'm just like, listen, I got it. Okay. You're not going to hurt the cards. If you really feel uncomfortable touching the cards, I can shuffle for you. It's okay. You know, like we've, we've heard it all before and that is not to discount your fears or your anxieties. It's simply, we understand them and just, just be honest about them because we're anxious too sometimes mm-hmm. um, when we're working with you, if you are a new client, but once we get down to brass tacks, we're there and the anxieties go away and your anxieties will probably go away too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com and please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.